Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. I love those words in Isaiah. Hundreds of years before Jesus. And they're very accurate words. He'd be assigned a place in a rich man's tomb amongst the wicked. Very precise. Fills me with such hope and encouragement that God knows what He's doing. He made Him who had no sin to become sin so that in Him righteousness could be made freely available to us. It's bizarre. He took a nation that was full of sin and said, I've chosen you that righteousness in a seed would come out in the form of Jesus, that this righteousness that is birthed will not be made unclean by anything, will not be defiled by anything. This is something that Jesus has done for us now. And I've got to be honest, none of us get it. None of us get even close to it. But come on and lean in. There is so much more that God has for us. Right now, in that statement about Jesus and by His wounds, by His stripes, by what was inflicted on His flesh out of hatred and violence, we are healed. Who needs healing today? I know there's people that need healing today. If you need healing, just make your way up to the front if you're able to. If not, just put your hand up and give us a quick wave. Come on, team, look around. If there's people that are waiting, we want to pray for people right now. Well, I want the team here to pray for people. And by team, I mean you as well. If you need healing, we want to pray for you. This is a perfect time. We've just proclaimed. Oh, yes, come on. Let's get some oil here. If you need healing, let's just pray for you right now. I want to see healings. I want to see miracles. Who, who does? Please lean in. Be a part of this right now. According to your faith, Scripture says. According to your faith. Here's some oil, guys. You got some? Oh. Father, we just thank you for your... Come on, guys, let's just believe for healing. Let's proclaim right now, according to your stripes, Jesus, we are healed. Every infliction of wounding has now come out in healing and grace and mercy for us. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your healing. Thank you for your healing. You are healer. You don't just do healing. You are healer. It is in your nature. It is in your character. It is part of your identity. You've put healing in our bodies. Thank you for the healing in our bodies. We ask for accelerated, spirit-filled, resurrection life healing to take place in each body right now. We say, sickness be gone. Get out of these bodies in Jesus' name. Infirmity be gone. Get out of these bodies in Jesus' name. Inflammation be gone. Get out of these bodies in Jesus' name. 
God gave us this year um, that I'm going to just keep coming back to is fresh, refreshing, fresh, fresh fire, fresh wind, fresh infilling, fresh spirit, fresh revelation, fresh direction, fresh vision, fresh dreams, fresh ministry, fresh perspective of ministry, activation. Oh, Father, thank you for fresh fire. Fresh fire, fresh fire in our lives. Thank you for fresh and filling of your spirit. We need your spirit, Father. We need your spirit. Without your presence, without your spirit, we don't want to take a step further. You're leading us on, though. You're leading us on. Thank you, Father, for your healing. God is so good. God is so good. Bless your mighty name, Lord. Bless your mighty name. Fresh fire, fresh fire. We need fresh fire in our lives. We need fresh air in our lives. Oh. Like it, it's a natural pattern that you can grab your seats. Thanks, guys. You're standing there like, when are you going to tell me to sit down? You're very obedient. Like the rest of you aren't that were sitting behind them. They're like, you just sat down like, like you own the joint, which is great. Thank you glad you feel comfortable. You're allowed to. Fresh. Woke up this morning and the word that came into my head was there's too much fear. There's too much fear. Too much fear and there's not enough faith. Thank you team. That was beautiful, Lukey, what you were playing there and yeah, yeah he goes, don't because he's now got to walk all the way across stage. What? He's going to... Thank you. Now he's going to inflict harm on me at some point. I could feel the warmth of his head as it went past. That's two hits now. Whack, yeah. Too much fear, not enough faith. It's an easy statement to make in the church world. We'll go, because Jesus said it all the time, didn't he? You have little faith. When you hear that, how does it make you feel? Like, do you think that Jesus made that statement as a condemning statement? Because most of us think that. Oh, I've got to get bigger faith. Go, when Jesus is asleep in the boat, he's asleep. It is a death-rattling storm, but he's in harmony. He's in peace. He knows God's got him no matter where he goes, what he's up to, in whatever circumstance, he's here by God's design. There's something we can grab by Jesus right there. We are here by God's design, not by anybody else's design. Ah. <laughs> oh. And Elliot said something profound, and I love it. Like, it was very simple. Not that he, yeah. Where are you, Elliot? Over there. You're in the dark. I've got tears in my glasses, and I can't see over there. There's light coming in. It's beautiful. But you said something about the goodness. 
and about he loved us first and that scripture right there that God is good and the only goodness that we have. If we actually acknowledge goodness, the only reason that we know goodness is because he put goodness there for us to identify. The, and the scripture says we love him because he loved us first. And you go, okay, that's a nice little statement. He loved first. He got in first. He got dibs on that shotgun on the love thing. No, without his love, we have no love in this planet. We have no goodness in this planet. What, we think we've evolved into morality? Do you, do you think we've reasoned ourselves into morality? Because that's what the Greek philosophy says. That's what a lot of the modern Western philosophy is. We are so intellectual and reasoned now that we're just moral we know good from bad no we're not we might know it but we don't live it we can't live it we cannot honor God we cannot honor morality with our bodies without God we are lost without Jesus there is no good in us at all there's no love in us there's no goodness in us so you're happy about that? I'm, <laughs> I'm painting a picture, but that excites me because no matter what I think, the best that I've experienced to this point, God has more. God has more. So there's way too much fear and not enough faith. I'm shaking up here. Fear deals with facts and falsehoods. Fear deals, deals with facts and with falsehoods. Don't just believe something because it's the facts. We, we live in this world at the moment. I had this discussion at, at youth group on Friday night. Um, we we're talking about how science is so accurate nowadays. But it's changed since when I was younger. Science is actually, there are some scientific discoveries that have been changed. They were gospel back in my day, but they changed. And so science says, we've got it now. We've got the answers. And you go, really? Back then we thought we had the answers. And in our reasoning and ultimate thinking, we thought we had it. Do you know how much faith it takes to believe in science? It's not just knowledge there's faith involved it's total faith we live by faith this isn't just Christians all humans live by faith we trust that what we're being told is true this is so much faith involved here I'm painting a picture God's just trying to change our perspective faith is only concerned with truth and with clarity Fear wants to de deal with facts and falsehoods about it. But faith only wants to deal with truth and with clarity. It doesn't care what the facts are. It wants to know what is the truth sayer saying about this? What does the truth say about this? And I can tell you now there is a fresh wind, a fresh fire, a fresh deposit of truth coming. And there is so much faith being awoken. And it's almost like God is stirring up faith in the earth. Because where does faith come from? From us. No. All of us have been given a deposit of faith. 
Everything we've got has come from heaven. It, the patterns are there. Everything on the earth, it just, oh, don't get off track, Stephen. I, I just want to paint this beautiful picture for you. And it's like, no, take too long. It's a masterpiece. Just join the dots for today. And maybe paint it, you know, color in. Fear wants to rob us. Fear is a lie. It is a lie. Do you know how much anxiety is gripping the planet right at the moment? It makes me anxious thinking about it. How much anxiety is going, not really, but it does. Because it's all fake. It's all fake. But you might go, but it's real. Mm. I'm not trying to, there's no judgment in this because I've been through these battles myself. But they were lies. I can't get past that. My fear was a lie. My anxiety was a lie. The thing that tried to grip me and tried to rob from me was a lie. It never eventuated, never was going to. I conjured it up in my thinking because I thought I had to do that because we hope for the best but plan for the worst. So we allow that fear component in our life just to prove that we're still in control. I knew that was going to happen. I think I'm talking to everyone here. I was about to say I'm talking to somebody, but I think I'm talking to all of us here. But we've got to change. We've got to lift our perspective. (sighs) Faith is only concerned with truth and with clarity. There is only one source of truth. There is only one point of clarity. There's only one light in existence. True, pure light. I'm not talking about substandard lights. There are a few lights around and they'll illuminate your path a little while, but eventually they'll die out. There's only one pure light, one true light that is not stopped by the material. It doesn't produce a shadow. Passes through the material. Oh, man. Stay on track. <laughs> Stay on target. There's some deep thinkers in this church and they love getting together and talking. A lot of them just talk at me and I've got to try and decipher what they're saying, but... There's some depth in the Word of God. And if you want to go deeper, it is definitely there. One of the things that God has really been putting on my heart is changing our language a lot. And one of the primary things is is changing it from me and my and I to we and our and us. Because we are a people. We are the ecclesia. And too many times, and like, I even said to Chelsea, we've got to start changing some of the songs that I, 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 and, I, and I'm not having a shot at songs because they're powerful and I love them. But when you have a revelation about something, why not just move into that revelation a little bit more? And it's a corporate thing of us corporately, corporately. God is calling us corporately back together. So I'm putting our statement that God gave us, that we are a people And this is a statement that we're going to continue to keep on making, that we are a people dedicated. And the word dedicated is a very precise word in Scripture. It means dead for every other purpose except this. When they were told to dedicate a city to the Lord, that meant they had to wipe out everything in that city. Everything was destroyed and dedicated to the Lord. Harmony can hear me talking. Harmony doesn't like me yet. I will win her over. Oh, Harmony, little booper. <laughs> we are people dedicated. Is it on the screen? Can we chuck it up, Jesse? 
We're a people dedicated to loving God and loving His ways. We're a people dedicated to growing in our understanding of Him and His ways, understanding Him in everything. We are a people dedicated to worshipping God in spirit and in truth. We want to keep pressing in on this one, worshipping God, because our outward expression of joy and celebration when we come together needs to be heightened. Needs to be heightened. And I've got to say it again, you cannot conjure it up here if you're not doing it at home. You can't expect a move and a powerful flush of God in the house if you're not meeting with God in your home. Because when we come together, we bring everything and we nourish one another with what we have received from the Lord. God wants you active in the body. You can't be a consumer anymore. You need to be a contributor. We, we, not you, we, we need to be contributors. And you might say, but this is your job, Stephen. Yeah, but I need to do, be more in this capacity. I nearly said do, realized, no, we need to be more. Hmm. Worshiping God in spirit and in truth. I know that there's something when we get radical in our worship to God. We had it in that song. How can I keep quiet? That's so easy for a sanguine like me. To be loud. No, it's not. I want to be quiet, but I know I must be loud because God's given me a voice. I've got to shout. Scripture says shout to the Lord so many times, so many times. We need to ramp up our worship. We need to encourage one another in our worship to our, our Father in heaven. We cannot be in fear about our worship anymore. We can't have the facts and falsehoods getting in the road. We need to have faith in this area that our worship is touching heaven. It is changing the atmosphere here on earth. So if we, we want to worship, we need to be in spirit and in truth because there's no performances. And I'm not talking about people on stage doing a performance because some of us come and sit and don't get involved. And we judge them and say, what a performance. And we're not entering in and we are a performer. We are the biggest poser in the world because we're shutting down what God has put inside us and no one can get it. Let it out. Let it out. We need to be worshipping in spirit and in truth. Let it out. We are a people dedicated to being transformed into the likeness of Jesus. He and the Father are one. He has made us one. We are being transformed more and more into his likeness from glory to glory. He gave us the glory that the Father gave him. This is the prayer that he had for us. Make them one, Father. That's scary. That's, that's, that there's a price to pay in being one. There's a price to pay in being one. When you get married, you don't think so. You think you're getting something, but there's a price to pay to become one. There's areas of your life that need to be knocked off and reshaped and changed. There's parts of you that were so selfish. You didn't realize until you had somebody telling you, you're so selfish. And you're like, really? There's a price to pay to do community. There's a price to pay in friendliness. There's a price to pay in generosity and hospitality. And in saying that, we're a people 
dedicated to keeping step with the Spirit, keeping step with the Spirit, not putting in programs and protocols and all these things, but just keeping step with the Spirit. What is the Spirit saying at the moment? What is He saying to you at the moment? Are you hearing His voice at the moment? Stay in step. Stay in step. That's different for all of us, but stay in step. We're a people dedicated to releasing heaven's authority in our world. You might say, yeah, I've got to get out into my workplace and start sorting out those potty mouth sailor gutter talkers. No, 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 just start in your home. Start being a man and a woman of integrity in your home. Start speaking with justice and love and mercy over your children. Start raising them in the way of the Lord. Have, be merciless in making sure that they pursue God. And that means there's a price for you to pay. That means you can't outsource them to everyone else. It means you need to be doing it at home because they can't come to church or come around other godly families and say, oh, they don't do that. And they don't. And then at home, we have a different atmosphere of conflict and trial. And I don't know what it is in your home, but it needs to be a home of peace. You need to engineer an atmosphere of peace. And you have the authority because we are a people dedicated to these things of bringing that authority of heaven to our world. Speak it out over your kids. Speak protection out over their bodies, their minds, their spirits. Speak protection over them. Don't outsource and just go, oh, God, bless them. No, no, no. Go in while they're asleep and just speak authority over their lives. We need to do it. This is a spiritual battle, guys. Jump in the trenches. <laughs> okay. We're people dedicated to releasing heaven's authority in our world, to generosity, to hospitality. And I know this has been a price to pay in coming together and doing lunches on a Sunday, kicking back into gear. We used to do it so well. Now, okay, we've got to get that cog moving again. Sometimes, it, you know, when we're sitting still, it takes a big effort to get moving again. But once you're moving, it's so easy to just direct. So God's getting us moving again. Hospitality, we need to do. And it's going to grow. It's going to grow. I don't know how, but I know it's going to grow. And I need to re realign something the Holy Spirit's put on my heart. A few times I have said, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just making it up as I go. I do know what I'm doing. I'm not making this up as I go. <laughs> I'm following the Holy Spirit. And please, please, if you see nothing else, please lean into that. There'll be, and, and I'm, thank you. I was about to say something that it was about me. It doesn't need to be. Adrian knows exactly what I'm saying because he grew up with me. <laughs> so what I want to share today, uh, and we're, sorry, the last one is we are people dedicated to serving the Lord's people. That's something in Scripture that is so profound. It talks about people that were dedicated to serving the Lord's people. Because I know that I tick people off sometimes and they still serve me. I honour that. I just think that is the most wondrous, that's the biggest thing in the world. Somebody that just really grates you the wrong way and you honour them and serve them with no, no malice or nothing. And I'm like, wow, I've got to learn to be like that. That's Jesus right there. Because he blessed Judas, gave Judas chances Said the guy that's going to dip it in, Judas, right after me. Oh, Judas. 
What? <laughs> Judas is right there. I feel like that sometimes. Matthew 28. This is what I got on my heart this morning. Do you ever disappoint Jesus and you're just like, and he still goes, I love you. I love you. Go and sin no more. Get back on track. Dust yourself off. Though we fall, though we fall, steps of a good man, steps of a righteous person are ordered by the Lord's, by the Lord. He delights in his way and though he falls, he will not be cast down. This is such a profound thing. I love repentance. I love redemption. He buys us back. But what are we brought back for? Just our own good? Just so that we can have a a tick on us? No, he brought us back for a reason. There's a cause. There's a purpose. There was a cause to his life. There's a cause and a purpose to our life. So as Jesus was leaving in Matthew 28, verse 16, and I'm going to read it from the Amplified because it sort of encompasses more of the words. Not that words... Sometimes we get caught up on making sure we know the right words to say things because the authority is, not, is, is in the word. I had some friends that are just starting out and they're going, what Bible should I get? Because they, they're just starting their faith journey. Just people, and this is happening at the moment. A guy in a business, um, and he just said, I, I'm sick of this world. I'm sick of the lies. I'm sick of all this crap. I want to know the truth. Where do I get a Bible? What's the right Bible to read? You know, how do I read a Bible? And I'm like, so I took him a Bible and I started him off on that. Going to sit down and read it. And another guy asked, and so I'm like, there's something stirring right at the moment that we need to, you know, step out in. This is part of our going. This is part of our, the Holy, being Holy Spirit led. So in this, Jesus said, right, um, he told the disciples, meet me in this place. And this is taking up from after he'd sort of, been resurrected and was showing himself to the disciples. So now the 11 disciples, this is verse 16, went to Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had designated for them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But get this, but some doubted that it was really he. And guess what? That was okay with Jesus. They were still not sure, but that was okay with Jesus. Jesus came up to them and said, all authority, all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Help the people to learn of me, believe in me, obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I love that, and lo, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of your circumstances and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. There's no gaps in that time from here until the end of the age. What an encouragement there is in that. The 11 that were there and some of them doubted. There's hope for us. Faith was growing still. Doubt comes in. Doubt's just the, the wrong application of faith. You put it in the wrong area. Or oh, maybe it's not Jesus. That's doubt. It's the application of faith towards maybe it's not. Shouldn't it be maybe it is? 
Smells like him, looks like him, sounds like him. Come on. But even with that obvious things in front of us, sometimes we still get fearful and we still doubt. But there's something about the process that Jesus, he didn't worry about it. He said, all authority has been given to me. So this is an authority thing right here. An authority thing. A lot of people call it power. Power gets misused. I want to say authority, but even authority gets misused. This is rule, absolute rule. There's no misconception of words that have been hijacked by modern language and had a wrong attachment to it. You know, the abuse of authority or the abuse of this. No, no, this is absolute rule. Everyone must. This is law here. It's been given to him. Now, the statement is go. Go and make disciples. Has anyone ever thought, because most of us think go means pack your bags, you're heading overseas to do a missionary trip, or you're going you're to have to move outside of something. So the Greek word for go here is this. It means to pursue the journey on which one has entered and to continue on one's journey. It means to depart from life. Well, that's encouraging. To part from maybe a life or a way of life. Hmm. And to follow one, that means become his adherent. So attached that you can't separate. Following one, that is becoming so close. So in that is all that discipleship, becoming close, getting stuck to, becoming one and to lead or order one's life. Thank you, Father, for the revelation through your Spirit so that we can go well. In the, um, when the Amplified first came out in the original, because it's been re... We, our words change, so they just try and keep up with us, but it said, in your going, in your going... As you're going about life, but in that, don't forget you've started on a journey that you can't deviate from. This journey is the only path that you can stay on now for truth. It's the only path for peace. It's the only path for wholeness. It's the only path for harmony, for strength, for authority in your life. This is the only path. It's Jesus. It's the only path. We're all on that journey. We're all growing. We're all leaning into him. You've been called to discipleship. That means disciplining your life. It's not a, a model of a different style of living in a, in a program. It's actually becoming Jesus. It's becoming Jesus. It's when you see an aspect of Jesus in Scripture and you go, wow, I didn't notice that before. And then you say, I need to model that in my life. Case in point, few years ago, I read that Jesus went around doing good to all he met. That challenged me. How could he do that? How could he go around? Because there are people that, have, that spoke poorly of him, that accused him, that tried to kill him in his hometown all over, but he still went around doing good to all. That's not his measure of good. This is heaven's measure of good. 
So when I read that, I went, Stephen, you are so far from Jesus at the moment. So I kicked my own butt and I said, you've got to start being, like I was so opinionated. I realized, Jesus' opinion's the only one I care about now. Jesus' opinion, that's the one. So, we need to, this whole thing, go. We've started out on a journey. Remind yourself daily, I'm on a journey that's different to everybody else around me. It's my journey with Jesus. But it's not just my journey, it's our journey. Because our here, we can go and ask anybody and they can give me encouragement and guidance, instruction and and a lift and theos, fill me with some spirit of God. Uh, Baptizing. We've had some baptisms recently. Had some beautiful young people getting baptized and some older ones as well getting baptized. Baptism is a strange thing. What does it fully mean? Don't know, but I've got a little bit of a handle on it. It was a a way that you showed your community that I am washing off everything of my past life. I am jumping in this water and this person who's teaching, I'm going to follow. As they lay me down into the water, I'm going to come up. Their hands on me. This water's washing me off. I am now melded to them. I'm becoming part of, I'm going to follow their teachings. They were baptized into John's teaching. There was lots of baptisms. You could get a baptism anywhere, probably down at the local servo, you could have got a baptism. But you had to choose wisely what you were getting baptized into because it wasn't just a washing, it was a full immersion. It was being immersed into the character, the identity, the nature of that teacher. So here, when it says baptizing them, Baptize, fully immersing them into Jesus, fully immersing them into his name. What's in a name? Character, identity, authority. Everything's in a name. Immersing them into the nature of Jesus, immersing them into the nature of the Father, nursing us into the nature of the Spirit. We have been blessed in a The welcome sign is up for us to just immerse ourselves again. But it's not just about immersing ourselves and feeling the presence of God because then we go from that infilling to then being activated in our lives. Because once we're filled, we're immersed in that identity. We know that every... Talking to Luke this morning, taste and see. When you take... Because we're talking about wagon wheels... Of course, what you do at church. And I was saying how I had a wagon wheel, you know, a little while ago. You know when you, because taste and smell have incredible memory signals to them. So when you taste something from when you're a kid, there's a, there's a cough syrup that has a cherry flavour that seems like every kid on the planet has ever tasted. And so when you say, this tastes like cough syrup, they all go, ah, I know what you're saying. So, had this wagon wheel. No memories were evoked at all. There was nothing in it that reminded me of when I was a child. I'm like, you're a liar. (laughs) The wagon wheel lied to me. When we get immersed, fully immersed in the nature of Jesus, we're aware of when we're outside that culture of Jesus. When we're fully immersed in the nature, the identity, the authority of our Father, 
we know when, when others are speaking to us outside what he says about us. And when you're fully immersed in the presence, <laughs> the nature, the identity, the authority of the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of the living God, this is such a privilege. But oh man, you've got to desire this. You've got to desire this. It starts to change you from the inside like nothing else. It refines you like nothing else. That's why we must be immersed in these things. Because we can try and teach everyone to obey what Jesus says, but without that immersion into his nature, and then all of it is is just eh, 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 eh. That's not how Jesus works. Jesus has such a soft touch, except with religious people. You know, but soft touch with us. Soft touch with us. He is with us. He is with us. His promise is there. I am with you always. I am with you. I am remaining with you. His spirit is with us. So we're going to continue to be a church that is immersing ourselves in the nature, the character, and the authority of our Father, of His Son, and of His Holy Spirit. But we also want to then be active in teaching to obey everything. Teaching to obey everything. That's refining our lives so that we are in the most wondrous place. That when the shaking goes on, things might get shaken out of our lives, but we're standing on bedrock. And when the winds and the storms of life come and try and knock us over, yeah, they're going to blow and they're going to be there, but we're standing on bedrock. Jesus said when he was praying to the Father about us, he said, Father, they are in the world and I'm not praying that you take them out of the world. We just want to get out of this world sometimes. It's like, nah, not good, don't like it anymore. But he said, no, he's praying for protection for for us from the evil one. So let's agree with that. Because the evil one wants to lie. The evil one wants to steal. The evil one wants to destroy and kill. Jesus, so you might go, oh yeah, one side against the other. No, no, no. One side is just death. One side is just lies and destruction. There's no good on that side. The only goodness that we know is from heaven. So we've been doing some word nights and, um, and they were discussion nights and God just wanted to change how we did things because it, we need more discussion and not just being told what things are so that you can say, yes, I learned that. But no, 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 actually discuss it so you can learn it in your life. So we want to do, have... A school of ministries here that is in flavour and in culture with who we are as an ecclesia here. And it's going to be pretty organic. We're going to have some structure around it. But we've got so much wealth in this church of people that have done Bible college, that have just skilled up. We've got so many, yeah, that we could just run a school here with people that are to help people learn to obey everything. 
in every field, in everything. Frank's going to be heading it up. I'm putting you on the spot now, Frank. You don't have to say anything. He's not making eye contact with me at all. He's like looking down his nose going, don't you dare. But I'm not going to call you up. It's good. But if you, because I know there are a bunch of people that have been leaning in and just saying, I want to know, I need to sink my teeth. And we want to do this right. We want to do this right. I don't want to establish anything that's not established by God. I could try and remodel something that somebody else is doing somewhere else and, and put it here. We've done that before. And then we end up just trying to what we establish in the flesh, even if it's a good idea, then we've got to try and maintain it in the flesh. And it just gets hard work. But that which is established in the spirit is carried in the spirit. So this is how I'm governing things from God at the moment. Those, because it's we are told that the spirit moves, okay? As Jesus said, people that move by the spirit are like this. You don't see the wind, but you see the effects of the wind, okay? And we go, yeah, it's a very natural thing to say, but we get it. You don't see it, can't, like you can feel its vibration on your, mm. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Thank you, Tim's laughing down here, giggling quiet. <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. I lost my balance. You didn't see it, or maybe you did. doesn't matter. Just forgive me. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> totally not coming back. Didn't need it. Was anyone hanging on that last thought? Don't worry about it then. <laughs> this is very normal with me, I'm telling you. But if you want to grow in this understanding of, of this call of this journey, we, want to, we just want to grow in this. I don't want to limit anybody. I don't want to see anybody um, missing out at all. So we're going to be opening up in the next week, in the next month to, if you want to be involved in this, please let us know. There's going to be a commitment. It's going to cost you, not financially, maybe a little bit, but not much, because we don't want to have a big financial price on this at all. Kylie and I have got debt because of, you know, doing... Um, diplomas and that. Others here have got some debts and that. And they're like, no, I don't want to do that. We don't want that. We want to actually resource people, train them in the way that they need to obey everything <laughs> that Jesus has taught us. And not just ticking off boxes. I'm excited about this, guys. I'm going to stop talking because I'll just bubble otherwise and just. But Father God, can we just stop and pray for that? Because it's for us. It's for us. And this is very much on the ground, grassroots level. We've got some great teachers in the house that can get involved in this as well. Um, yeah. Father, I just thank you for the way that your spirit trains and instructs us. You're the great counsellor. You bring revelation into our life, Holy Spirit. So I thank you for your leading in this area. I thank you for what you're going to do in each one of our lives as we come together and we resource one another. Father, I thank you for the wealth that is here in faith and understanding and wisdom. And Father, I thank you for that growing. Thank you for the wisdom in each life represented here right now. Spirit of wisdom, spirit of wisdom, in Jesus' name. Be awoken more and more. Fear, be diminished. Faith, grow. Just put your hand on your heart right now. Just speak faith into your own heart in the name of Jesus. Just say faith increase. Grow faith. Because I know when Jesus said little faith to them, He was just saying, guys, you don't get this at the moment because what I just did was big faith. 
And where you're at is a little faith. You're growing into big faith. You're going to see these things in big faith. You're just a little faith. That's why you don't get it. It's always an invitation to step up. It's always an invitation to grow in Jesus. So faith grow in Jesus' name. Faith be increased in Jesus' name. Speak it out over your heart. Speak it out over your mind. Mind come into subjection of the Holy Spirit. Father, I just thank you for a fresh fire, a fresh wind, a fresh breath from heaven. Yeah, and I thank you for where the fresh air is, that you're leading us to where the fresh air is. Hallelujah. That's how I know where, where God is leading me at the moment. I go, there's breath there. There's freshness there. That's where I need to go. I don't know where the established, but I know where there's fresh air. So, Father, I thank you for the fresh air that you're showing us in the Spirit. Wide open spaces. Guys, these aren't just words. I am sincerely believing this for your life. Father, I thank you for that fresh air. I thank you for that fresh infilling of your spirit. Fresh fire, fresh boldness. Oh, fresh faith in Jesus' name. Do you agree with me? Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.